Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome back. This is your girl, Tough Tiff, and I am the host with the most. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in today on Tiff the Truth with a special segment called Tell Tough Tiff All About It. And I promise you, I have a good show for you today. Like I said, if you are ready for the tea, I am ready to spill all the tea to you. But before we get started with the show, I definitely want to talk about the special week that we have ahead of us. Actually, it started on yesterday, on April 2nd, 2023, and it will go through Saturday, April 8th, 2023. And we call this week Holy Week. And this is for all the believers in Christ who believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for all of our sins and that he rose again on the third day and that third day was Easter. Then this particular week is very special to Christians because this gives us the opportunity to observe and reflect back on that time. And, you know, we all know the story. You know, it began on Palm Sunday, which is something we just celebrated at church. And this is when Jesus Christ had actually visited Jerusalem. And that actually started all of the events throughout the Holy Week. Because besides that, you know, then we learned about the Last Supper. That's when he had the opportunity to connect with his disciples. And he was preparing them to let them know what he was going to have to go through. And they didn't want to hear it. But he was just trying to prepare them to let them know these were the things that he had to go through. Because that was his purpose. That was the reason why he was sent um, to fulfill a purpose by our Heavenly Father. And besides the Last Supper, then, of course, you know, we had to learn about the betrayal of Jesus Christ by Judas. And then after that, then, of course, that's when he was arrested and then he was put on trial and then he was convicted. And then, of course, Good Friday. We know about Good Friday. And then he stayed dead all Friday. He stayed dead all Saturday. But on Sunday morning, on Easter Sunday morning, Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And not only was he victorious over death, but he was victorious over sin. And because of that, that's why you and I have everlasting life. And that's the reason why we celebrate Easter. So it's not about the Easter eggs and the Easter baskets and all the cute little outfits that a lot of the kids will be wearing. Yes, that's all important to us. But the main reason that we celebrate Easter is because that's the resurrection day. That's the day when Jesus Christ rose again and he said all power was in his hand. Not some of the power, not a little bit of the power, not a few things, but he said all power was in his hand. And that's why this week is Holy Week. So throughout this week, as you reflect and, uh, and think about Jesus, try to show love, try to show affection, try to be respectful to one another. And don't let anyone steal your joy this week. Don't let anyone bother you. Don't let anyone get under your skin. You know, if you see someone that's trying you, 
on the job or, you know, someone in your family. Maybe you're not getting along with too well. Or maybe a friend of yours have been acting strange or different towards you. Don't talk against them. Don't even challenge them. Don't even stick down to their level. What you do is pray for them and wish them well and ask God to work on their heart. Ask God to fix them. It's not your job. All you could do is pray for them and wish them well and go on with your life. And let's just focus on the main reason for this entire week of Holy Week, and that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But besides that, I just want to say thank you again to all of my faithful listeners. I appreciate you so much. I thank you for tuning in every Monday. I thank you for listening to the shows when I take a break. I thank you for sharing my show with your family, your friends, your loved ones, your co-workers. That means a lot to me. And I really thank you so, so much. And I appreciate the questions that you send me when I do tell Tiff, Toff, uh, tell Tiff all about it. And I promise you, I'm going to try to answer every question that I get because I get some good questions. I mean, you keep me on my toes and I appreciate it. I have to put my thinking cap on when I try these questions. And like I tell all my listeners, I'm no doctor, I'm no expert, but I'm just here to share with you just my own personal life experiences I've had throughout life. And I can share just what I would do in those certain situations. And I hope my experiences and my different suggestions that I give to you might help you on your journey to find love or to help the relationship that you're currently in. Because we all deserve love. We deserve to be happy and we deserve to have that inner peace. And you deserve to have that special someone in your life. And I wish you well on your journey to find happiness and to find love. But before you can get in any relationship, the first thing you want to do is make sure that you're happy with yourself. Be happy and in love with yourself. And when you are happy and in love with yourself, then you can be happy in a very stable relationship. Not a toxic relationship, but a stable relationship. So make sure that you are in the right relationship with the right person. Okay? Well, I don't know about you, but I am excited to get ready to get started with these questions. And I have good news for you. I have a follow-up question, and this was a good question. This was, let me see if I can help you to remember, this was about identical twin brothers and they had a very special bond they dressed alike they look alike they had the same swag they um, were very attractive and you know everybody just liked them they were likable they was you know popular but it was very hard to tell the difference between the two so what happened as they got older they finally decided to get a tattoo so one brother had a tattoo of his mother on his left arm. And the other brother had a tattoo of the father on his right arm. So that was how people was able to determine the difference. But before that, no one could tell who was who. So this young lady wrote a letter because this was the situation. They had a friend, mutual friend, that was celebrating a milestone birthday. So they decided to go out, they were club hopping, and then they rented out a hotel, and they was just having a great time. They were playing games and drinking, and a lot more drinking, and 
even more drinking. And so what happened, the young lady got so intoxicated. She was so intoxicated that she really don't remember what happened after they did all the club hopping, after they did all the playing the games, and after they did all the drinking. She don't really remember what happened after that. And so what happened, the next morning she wakes up and she's thinking she's in the bed with her boo, but actually she was in bed with the identical brother. So she was like, oh no. And so the only thing she had on was a brassiere. She had nothing else on. And then the guy, the identical brother, he was completely naked. So he wakes up and he's like, oh, no. So they both freaking out because they were so intoxicated. So they really don't remember what they did. So they don't know if they did something or not. But she's freaking out. He's freaking out. And so what happened, the boyfriend He comes up, he's knocking on the door because they were planning to go jogging because she said that was something they did every day. They always had to go out jogging before they would start their day, no matter if they was going to work or whatever they had planned for the day. They always started off with jogging. So he comes up knocking on the door. So she was like, oh my gosh. So he told her to hurry up and get in the closet. So he let his brother in. The brother was like, come on, man, we got to get up. We got to go jogging. And so, you know, he's like, all right, man, well, give me a minute. You know, I'm, you know, I ain't got no clothes on, blah, blah, blah. And so he was like, okay. And so then his brother said, by the way, have you seen my girl? And so here the identical brother like, no, man, I, I don't know. I don't know where she at. So he was like, all right. He was like, well, give me a minute, man, and I'll meet you downstairs. So the brother goes, you know, he makes sure you know, the closest, you know, the closest clear. And so he leaves out and then he gets the girl to come out the closet. And he was like, hurry up, you know, get your stuff. You got to get out of here. And so she's like, well, what are we going to do? We got to talk. And he was like, no, we can talk later. Because, you know, he was just freaking out because he didn't want his brother to see him with his girl. Because like she was saying, they were very close. They had a very special bond. And he did not want to mess up that relationship. So he was more concerned about his brother. He wasn't concerned about her at this point. And so now it's eating her up because she's wondering, should she be honest with her boyfriend and tell him the truth? But what is the truth? And then she's like, or should the brother tell his brother the truth? But again, what is the truth? They don't know if they did something. Then again, they might have done something. Just because they did not have clothes on don't necessarily mean they did something. But at this point, she just want to be honest. And the brother... He's not really trying to do all that. But anyway, here is the update. And before we get started, I just want to say that this is a show for a mature, 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 mature audience. So if you are under 18 years old, I would recommend that you do not listen to the show because this is really for a very mature and grown audience. Okay, so I just wanted to share that information. All right. So here we go. So here is the follow-up update to the question, and then we'll get on with the new questions that I have. I have two new questions that I'll be able to answer today, okay? So here is the follow-up. Dear Tough Tiff, I hope you remember me. I was the one that wrote you about the identical brothers and that I think I might have done something 
with my boyfriend's brother. And I wasn't sure because I was so intoxicated. I really don't remember what happened. I just know I woke up. I only had my brassiere on. I didn't have nothing else on. And my boyfriend's brother didn't have anything on. And we really don't remember what happened because we were so intoxicated. But it's eating me up on the inside that I have not been honest with my boyfriend. And I just feel like he knows something and he's just waiting for me to come clean. But the brother don't want to say anything. He's like, we got to take this one to the grave. I don't know if I can do that. So I finally decided to come clean. And this is what happened. Tough tiff. Okay, here we go. Y'all ready? All right. Let's buckle up. We ready to get on the freeway of love. Let's make sure we check our mirrors. Let's adjust our seats. Let's adjust the seat belts. Let's make sure we look both ways because we do not want to get hit by a car on our blind side. And we know about that blind side. That's what happens a lot of times. We get in these relationships and we're not paying attention. We're not looking. And all we see is certain things. We're not looking at the whole picture. So let's don't go in on our blind side in these relationships. Let's pay attention to the red flags that we see. All right, so here we go. The follow-up. Dear Tough Tiff, I knew it was only right for me to tell the truth, which I did. I went to my boyfriend and I told him that we need to have a serious talk. He said, wow, this sounds serious. I said, it is. And he said, okay, well, let's talk. And so I told him, you remember the night that we went out with our friend to celebrate the milestone of their birthday? He was like, yeah, I remember that. He said, and, do, and I said, do you remember when we all was partying, club hopping, came back to the hotel, we played games and we was drinking and I was so towed down and I just, I honestly don't remember the next day. He was like, yeah, we all was towed down. Yeah, I remember all of that. So he was like, what's wrong? So then she said, I just want to let you know, I honestly don't remember what happened. He said, okay, just tell me, just tell me what's going on. Cause he's like, you're freaking me out. She said, I woke up the next morning and I thought I was in a bed with you. And when I turned over, I was looking for the tattoo of your mother on your left arm. And I realized it wasn't you. I realized it was your brother. So I quickly jumped out the bed, but I only had my brassiere on and I had nothing else on. And I honestly, I'm telling you the truth, baby. I don't remember anything. And your brother, he don't remember anything either. And he was completely naked. And, you know, I, I just... I, it's, I just had to tell you the truth. I, it's been eating me up. And I just wanted you to know, please forgive me. I honestly don't know if anything happened, but I just wanted to be honest with you because I have not had any peace, not, you know, being able to tell you the truth of this situation. And please don't be mad at your brother because he don't know either what really happened. But I just felt it was important for me to be honest with you. So she said he waited, he didn't say anything, he had his head down, and she said she was nervous, her heart was beating real fast, 
because she just knew he was going to say, it's over with, I'm done with you, you know, get out of my life. She was prepared for all that, but she knew she had to come clean because she said it was just eating her up. But this is the twist, ladies and gentlemen. He started laughing. So she's looking at him and she's like, what are you laughing about? This is not a funny matter. And he said, yes, it is. So she was like, how can this be funny to you? I just told you I was in a bed pretty much butt naked with your identical brother. I would expect you to be going off, cussing me out, telling me it's over with, and you're laughing? And he said, I got receipts. And she said, what? What do you mean you got receipts? So he pulled out his phone and he showed her all the video footage, all the pictures that they took that entire night from club hopping to when they were in the hotel to when they was playing games, even when they started playing strip poker. (laughs) Yes, they played strip poker. And let's just say girlfriend lost and his brother lost. But they were so toe down. They really was out of it. So him, the boyfriend, and a couple other people helped them to the bed. And yes, the boyfriend, both. He put both of them in the bed. And then he fell in the bed too, right smack in the middle of them because he was intoxicated too, but he was not as intoxicated as they were. So he knew they was toe down. They was asleep. They was knocked out. So he stayed in the middle of the bed and he woke up early and got out the bed and he wanted to see if they was going to come clean and tell him the truth or were they going to lie. So basically, he was testing both of them. He was testing the girlfriend and he was testing his brother. As she looked at him and she said, are you kidding me? He said, yeah, I know when I came up, I knew you was probably hitting under the bed or in the closet. He said, I knew it all. He was like, I know you guys didn't do anything. He said, but I appreciate you being honest with me and coming clean and telling me the truth. And this is what did it, ladies and gentlemen. Boyfriend dropped down on them knees and he pulled a ring out and popped a question. He said, now I know I can trust you. Will you be my wife? Can you believe that? Can you believe? I I was reading this and and I threw the letter, I threw the letter, I threw the letter at the wall. I couldn't believe it. I said, are you kidding me? This poor girl was going through hell, okay? I can imagine. She couldn't sleep. She probably couldn't eat. You know, she was looking at her boyfriend, thinking he was looking at her sideways. And the brother, you know, he all in the cut, talking about don't say nothing, don't say nothing. So all this time, this girl thinking she did something. She feeling guilty because she like, oh, my gosh, what did I do? And the whole time the boyfriend knew they was just sleep (laughs) they was just sleep knocked out from drinking and he knew the whole time like he said he had receipts 
He was just waiting to see if they were going to come clean. Really, he was really trying to see if he can trust her. And the fact that she came clean and told him everything, he knew then this was the one. And he popped a question and he proposed and they are officially engaged. Can you believe that, ladies and gentlemen? I'm like, wow, that's a lot. But on the bright side, I would like to say to her, hats off to you, girlfriend, because I'm going to be honest, a lot of people would have took that one to the grave. They'd have been like, nope, we ain't going to never talk about this no more. It never happened. That's the end of it. Just like the brother was saying, no, we got to take it to the grave. Most people would have went that route. But the fact that you were honest, you know, honesty is the best policy. The fact that you was honest and you told him the truth and he appreciated that. But like he said, he was testing you. He already knew. He was just trying to see if you were going to tell the truth. So I'm glad you did in this case. Not because he proposed to you, but because you now have a peace of mind. Like you said, it was bothering your spirits. It was bothering you. So hats off to you for looking out for yourself, you know, telling your truth. And great. And look, you're getting a ring out the deal, girl. He proposed to you. How about that? So I guess it was meant to be. So congratulations to you and your new fiance. Please keep me posted. Keep me updated. I want to know when is the wedding? What date you guys have in mind? And hey, if you need someone to officiate your wedding, holler at your girl because I do it all. I do Zoom uh, weddings if you need a Zoom. I mean, if you're out out of state, whatever, let me know. I would love to marry you guys. But again, congratulations. That is awesome. This this was like a twist and a twist and a twist because I sure was hoping to get a response back. I always wanted to find out what happened with the identical brothers. So thank you for giving us that follow up. In this case, it was a positive ending. What you say, a happy ending. Yes, it was. So thank you again for the follow up and the update. I really appreciate that. All right. That was a good one, wasn't it, y'all? Y'all wasn't ready for that. I knew I wasn't ready. I said, he said, I had receipts. I said, wow. Isn't that something? All right. Well, here is the next question. So now we are about to switch lanes. So let's turn around. Let's look both ways. Let's make sure because we don't want to run into no, uh, you know, car or truck. We don't want to cause no accident. But, you know, sometimes when you switch in lanes, you know, that's when you're being tested. And, you know, you sometimes you go through trials and tribulations. You go through ups and downs. That's just part of a relationship. And this is one. I'm telling you, if you're ready for the tea, <laughs> I'm ready to spill you the tea. Because this is something. I, I've, this is a new one on me. I've heard this one. Okay, so here we go. So it says, Dear Tough Tiff, that's me. I really enjoy your show, especially when you do tell Tiff all about it. You always give good responses to people's questions, and I hope you will be able to help me in my current situation. So I have been dating a young lady over four months, and we're ready to take it to the next level. Okay, all right then. So he said they stepped into the bedroom. He thought they were alone, and then he realized they were not. He looked up and he saw her dog. (laughs) And he said the dog was named Cujo. And he said the name fit the dog well. (laughs) 
He said it was a big black dog with a thick neck. And he said when he growled, he can see all of his teeth. And he said he was just looking at him. His tail wasn't wiggling. And he was looking at him like, not on my watch, bruh. Nothing is going to happen. And he said the girl wouldn't even say anything. And so he just froze. He said the dog was staring at him and he was staring at the dog. And he just was like, he couldn't do nothing. And guess what? The bad news. He lost that excitement, if you know what I mean. Okay? (laughs) If you know what I mean. I'm just going to keep it real. He said the erection was gone. Because he didn't know what was going to happen with that dog. He just—he said he didn't know if the dog was about to leap at him, attack him. And the girl finally said, oh, he's not going to bother you. He won't hurt you. He just liked to stare. He liked to stare. So he like, oh, so this is a regular thing. This is something you do on a regular. So, so he was like, oh, this is not going to work. So he said he made up excuse. And he said, you know what? I got a family emergency. I'm getting a text through my phone. He was like, I got to go. And she was like, what? You mean you got to go right now? He said, yeah, I got to go right now. And so she was like, well, can, can you call me back? Let me know if maybe we could get, you know, together. He was like, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely give you a call back. And he said he quickly got on out of there. And he said, now she's calling him, blowing up his phone. And he don't want to have anything to do with it. Because he was like, for what? You told me the dog is there all the time. So he was like... This is something you regularly do, you normally do. He was like, he don't feel comfortable trying to be intimate with her, with the dog, the Cujo. (laughs) Not just a regular dog, but the Cujo. So he was like, what should he do? Well, (laughs) I'm going to keep it real with you. Cujo looked like he, sound like he ain't playing. You said he's a big black dog with a thick neck and when he's growling, you can see all his teeth and, and he's not wagging no tail and he's staring at you like, I wish you would try to do something. <laughs> this is this is a, a very strange situation. Again, no judgment, but I'm going to be honest. It's kind of hard to be intimate with anyone when you have a vicious animal in the room. Now, maybe to your lady friend, he might not be vicious because he love her. So to her, he, he might be just like a little puppy. But to you, when you look at me like, no, this ain't a little puppy. This ain't a little cute little dog. This is a vicious dog that looks like Cujo, look like a monster type dog. And this dog is growling and you talking about he's not going to bother you and that he's in here on a regular. That's some things, you know, to kind of make you say, hmm. And this is what I'm talking about when you think about red flags. Is that normal? Maybe that's the norm for her, but is that the norm for you? Is that something that you could get used to, being intimate with someone, and they have a vicious dog or animal in the room staring at you? Like you say, you couldn't even get, you know, an erection. You know, I, I... I definitely understand that because now you're scared. You're frightened because you don't know what the intentions of this dog. She's telling you, oh, he's not going to do anything. But any animal that have teeth, <laughs> I'm just going to keep it real. They can switch anytime. They can flip the, they can flip the script, script anytime and attack you. And like you said, you don't know and you didn't feel comfortable. So to be honest, 
it could have been a conversation that should have been had in the beginning. You know, maybe there's something she could have kind of forewarned you about. She could have said, oh, okay, I just want to let you know that I have a pet. Or I have a big dog, but it's nothing to be afraid of. He's not going to harm you. He's not going to hurt you. You know, maybe she could have had that conversation with you. And then at that point, you could have told her, you know what? I really don't feel comfortable with your dog in the room when we're being intimate. And then maybe she could have, like, you know, took him out. But the fact that she didn't take him out, that's what got me wonder. like, okay, what was that about? Were you trying to intimidate? Were you trying to scare? You know, so I was just wondering what was her intentions of not taking the dog out the room when she realized you was not comfortable. So in this case, I'm just speaking on my own personal experiences. If I was in a situation like that, I'm going to be honest, I would have did the same thing that you would have done. I would have made some sort of excuse and I would have left immediately because again, you don't know what the intentions of the dog was. You don't know if the dog was going to attack you. And then at this point, what is her intentions? What was she trying to do? What was her point of keeping the dog in the room? Is that some sort of, you know, weird type fetish thing she got going on? Would she want her dog to watch her? I don't know. But that's not something you just kind of spring on someone. You know, if she was doing something, she definitely should have had a conversation with you. She should have definitely said, hey, I have a dog that likes to be in the room with me. Would you be comfortable with that? Would you be okay? Just have a conversation. Then maybe you'd have been like, oh, okay, no problem. But it was like you didn't know. You wasn't prepared. You know, here you are. You go in the room. You, you're planning to be intimate. You've been looking forward to being with this lady on that level. And then, boom, here you see this big black dog with a thick neck looking at you like, what you think you about to do? <laughs> and so at that point, you like, uh, and you look down, you like, Psh, I ain't about to do nothing, bruh. I ain't about to do a doggone thing but leave. And you did right. In this case, you got to ask yourself some questions. This is what I mean by the red flags. Are these red flags? Or could this be what we call the caution light? Well, you might just need to take a pause, take a step back, review, think about it. Or is this a definite green light like you could continue to go and see where this is going to go see if this relationship is meant to be see if there is room to you know make it better or is this a red light where it's just like stop get out run away skip do block whatever you gotta do just don't continue so in this case you gotta ask yourself okay you've been dating her over four months do you really like her on that level what do you really know about this young lady you know, have y'all went on enough dates? Have you really talked about, you know, different things that you're looking for in a relationship? You know, I understand this would have been your first time being intimate, but besides being intimate, what else do you like about this young lady? Do you really see yourself being in a relationship with her? Is this something you think you might want to pursue? Or is the dog going to be an issue? If it is, then maybe you want to talk to her about it. See what she say. You know, just be honest. Say, you know what? I'm sorry I left the other day, but I just want to be honest with you. I really didn't feel comfortable with your dog in the room. He didn't really make me feel like I was safe or I just didn't feel like I can, you know, be myself or be intimate with you. Is there any way that he could be put in another room, you know, if we're being intimate? And see what she say. Now, if she really likes you, 
she'll say, you know what? That's not a problem. I could put him in another room for you. That's not an issue. But if she's coming off like, oh, you know, it's not going to be no problem. He's not going to bother you. Blah, 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 blah. And you know what? Then you got to ask yourself, do I really want to pursue this? Or do I want to move on? Because really, it's too many people out there for you to have to deal with someone that's not going to be willing to work with you in a relationship. It can't be one way or no way. And not saying that this is going to end the relationship. It don't necessarily have to end it. But a conversation definitely needs to be made. And based on that conversation, this will determine if you should pursue it, if you should fall back, or if you should could just completely let it go and let her live happily ever after with her Cujo. <laughs> because at this point, I know me personally, I know I wouldn't feel comfortable being intimate with anyone with a vicious dog. And like I said, the dog may not be vicious to her, but to everyone else, he is a Cujo, okay? So I definitely understand where you're coming from. So I would just say to you, talk with her. Communication is always important in any relationship. That's a friendship. That's a personal relationship. That's a working relationship. You have to communicate because you cannot assume people know what you're thinking or know how you feel until you talk to them. So I would just sit down, have a real talk with her. Just let her know how you feel and see what she said. And if she really like you and if it's meant to be, then the dog, or should I say Cujo, will not be an issue. But if she say Cujo can't leave, <laughs> you know what? Tell her you wish her well, you wish her the best, and let her live on and enjoy her life with her Cujo. And you go on and find you someone that's going to be on your level because there's somebody out here for everybody. And you might not be her person and she may not be yours, okay? <laughs> but good luck to you. That was a good question. And I'm telling you, when I was reading it, I didn't mean to laugh, but it was, I could just imagine, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, here you are, you in the bedroom, you thinking you ready to do your thing. You know, you pumped up, you like, yeah. And then you look over and then here you see out of the darkness, this big old black dog with a thick neck looking at you. (laughs) So I understand how you feel. But I wish you well. And please keep me posted. Give me an update. I want to know, did you win or did Cujo win? <laughs> so let me know. Wow, that was a good question. I hope y'all enjoyed that. All right. So I got one more question for you. And I hope you're enjoying the show. I'm telling you, I love these questions. You guys send the best questions. I'm telling you, keep me, you keep me on my toes. You keep me thinking. I have to put my thinking cap on. I have to really think these questions out. And I hope you enjoy my responses. So I guess you must because I'm still getting questions. So I must be doing something right. But thank you again for tuning in with me on Tell Tough Tiff All About It. So come on, y'all. We're about to exit off the freeway of love. So let's take our time and we're going to shift all the way to the right because that's the thing we don't want a relationship that's going to the left because we know relationships going to the left that mean they're not going in the right direction that mean we're gonna have problems that mean we're gonna go through some toxic situations and not saying relationships are not gonna have problems because every relationship have problems but it shouldn't be an ongoing thing it should be more happy moments than sad moments so let's work on finding our person and finding our people and finding that peace in a relationship. Okay, so here we go. We're about to exit 
Let's take our time. Let's look both ways. And here we go. This is our final question. Ooh, all right. This is another tough question, but here we go. It says, Dear Tough Tiff, I have finally met my guy. I have been divorced for five years. So my two children only knew their father. And my ex-husband, he also have moved on with his life. And he met someone. And I have been very happy and supportive for that relationship. Because I think she's a nice lady for him. And so now I met someone. But my children have always been so used to me being alone. And so I decided it was time for them to meet my person. So I told both of them, one is 22 and one is 26. I said I was gonna plan a special dinner and I wanted them to meet someone special. And they was like, who is this special person? And I said, this is somebody I've been dating for a while and I want you guys to meet him. So you could get to know the person that is putting a smile on your mother's face and making her happy. And so they both agreed. And so this is the situation. So here I am, my kid's over and my guy comes over. And at first it started off very nice. We're sitting at the table, we're eating, we're enjoying the meal. And so then my kids, they started asking him all of these questions. They were asking him, how long have you been knowing our mother? And when did y'all meet? And what are your intentions? What do you do for a living? And um, how do we know you've um, never been in jail? Do you have a record? I mean, it was just getting to the point they were doing way too much. And I said, okay, guys, that's enough. And he was trying to be nice and polite. And he was like, oh, it's no problem. I don't mind answering any questions. They just want to know you know, who their mother is spending time with. So I get it. And so, you know, he was trying to answer all their questions, but then it was just getting disrespectful and they were just kind of getting rude and, and they were being, you know, nasty to him. And then I just cut it off. I said, you know what? That's enough. And so they was like, mom, we're just trying to get to know him. We want to know what his attentions are. And I said, his attentions are good. That's all y'all need to know. I just wanted you to meet him. I didn't ask you to come over here and do all of this. And so it was just a big mess. And so they both ended up leaving. They was all upset. And so now my ex-husband, he's calling me saying, you know, they told him, you know, mama's changing because she got this new man in her life. And so now they're playing the victim. And it's not even like that. All I was trying to do was just let them know who the new person is in my life because I want them to get to know him. And now it's a problem. And so now my friend, he's acting funny because I've been trying to spend some time with him. And now he's been making excuses, talking about he have to do some work overtime. And he's making all these different excuses. So I think it really bothered him how my kids was treating him. Well, actually, my adult children acting like kids. What should I do? Tough tip. I don't want to lose this guy. He's really nice. Wow. 
you know what, this is really unfortunate. And I'm going to be honest with you. This happens in a lot of relationships, um, especially with, you know, children, even adult children. You know, we always want our parents to stay together, you know, because that's all we know is mom and dad. And so the fact that your husband, he moved, your ex-husband moved on and found someone and you didn't say anything about them having any issues with her. So I'm not sure what the big issue is that they have with you. But like you said, they have been used to you being alone. And maybe that's the thing. Maybe they feel that now that you have someone that you won't be as available to them. Maybe they feel like he's going to be taking away their time. And so this is when you have to reassure your adult children who are acting like children that mommy is always going to be there. Mama loves you, but don't mama deserve to be happy? And this is what you need to share with them. You just have to let them know that just like your father moved on and found happiness, well, your mother finally moved on and found happiness. And I'm asking you guys to accept that and be happy for me. Because if I'm happy in a relationship, then, you know, that makes me, you know, continue to live a happy life as well. Because no one wants to be alone. So you can indicate to them just because mom has a boyfriend or a a special person in her life, it doesn't take away from you guys. I'm going to always love you. I'm going to always be there. You will always be number one in my life. When you need me, you know mom is going to be there. So I think it's mainly just reassuring them that they're not going to lose their mom. I think that's more of their concern. They feel like, okay, mom's not going to be around. She's not going to be available. If we see her, we want to see her. She's going to be tied up with him. So I think it's just a matter of you just letting them know that I'm going to always be here. Nothing's going to change. It's just that mom has a special friend now and they have to respect that. And then I would talk to your friend right now. I just think he's counting his feelings because he probably wasn't expecting that. You know, to me, it sounded like they was kind of interrogating him and that was not good. So I think once he calmed down a little bit, just, you know, apologize to him. Let him know you're sorry that that happened and that it won't happen again. And that's something you definitely want to let your adult children know. They cannot ever do that again. That's disrespectful to your friend. But also let him know, say, you know what, they have always been used to their mother being alone. And now that I found someone, it's just going to take some time for them to get used to that. Just like it took some time for them to get used to their father moving on. So just let him know, I apologize for that. And just reassure him that you really want this relationship to work and that he makes you happy and you don't want to end anything with him. And if he can just hang in there with you and be patient with you and eventually the the adult children will come around and they will begin to like him because they'll see that he's making you happy. So I think if you tell him those things, that will reassure him. And then that will also reassure your children, letting them know that nothing is going to change. You still have that special bond and that connection with them. And just because you have a special person in your life, that is not going to change. So it's just a matter of sitting down alone, separately, of course, and having a conversation with your children and then turn around, have a conversation with your friend and then plan another opportunity where they all can come together 
And this time, make sure that the setting is a more positive atmosphere. So this way, let your children know you're not going to ask them all those questions. Just get to know him based on what you observe and what you see. Spend time with him and then you'll get to know him. You'll get to see him and you'll get to appreciate him and you'll get to like him for the person he is just like I like him. And I think if you talk to your children like that, they will understand. And I think they'll give him an opportunity. And just like your friend, I think he will give them another chance because he know how special and how important they are to you. Okay, but good luck to you. And you know what? That's a good question because I know this has happened to a lot of people because a lot of people, like I said, they want to see their parents work and they don't want to see the new boyfriend, the new girlfriend come in. So they feel like that's the enemy. But unfortunately, it don't always work. Mom and dad don't always stay together. Sometimes it's just not meant to be. But that doesn't change anything with the love and the bond and the connection that you have because you will always be family, but not every family live under the same roof, okay? So I wish you the best. Please keep me updated. Please keep me uh, in the loop on what happened. I hope things work out for you and your special friend. And I hope your adult children stop acting like children and grow up and realize that mom have needs too and you deserve to be happy. It's just like the song, second time around. So, hey, this is your second time around to be happy and you deserve it. Well, we have reached our destination. We have got off the freeway of love. We didn't get lost this time, you know, but, you know, that's the good thing. You have that GPS. Whenever you get lost or get off track, it can always recalculate and give you another route and get you right back on the right path. But thank you for joining me on this journey. And I hope that these responses I gave will help my listeners and maybe help you. You might be having a similar situation. But just know that you deserve love. You deserve to find that special person who can connect to you that will compliment you and that you will compliment them and that y'all will compliment each other. And it will be a meaningful and a happy and a stable relationship because everyone deserves to be happy. Thank you for tuning in to Tell Tough Tiff All About It. I'm your girl, Tough Tiff, and I look forward to talking to you on next Monday for another awesome show. Please make sure you share my show with your family, your friends, your neighbors, and your coworkers. And thank you for being so supportive. I appreciate the monetary contributions that you send to my show that helps me to continue to flow and grow. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And please don't forget this is Holy Week. So please share love, show love to anyone that crossed your path. And take care of your families and yourselves. And don't forget to smile because it looks good on you. And happy Easter, happy resurrection to all of you. And God bless you. Stay well. Thank you.